This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. Hi, I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Objections, Sales EQ, and Inked, and I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. Welcome, everyone, to the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, Jr., Senior Account Executive here at Sales Gravy, stepping in for Jeb Blunt Sr., and uh, I have the pleasure of speaking with the CEO of Vidyard, Mr. Michael Litt, today. It's going to be an awesome conversation about video messaging and sales and what that means for you as a sales professional, as a sales leader, and for B2B organizations as a whole. Uh, before we get going, uh, Vidyard is the sponsor of this podcast. They are transformative for the sales profession. I use video messaging every day, every day, every day. It's so impactful for how to close the gap between asynchronous and synchronous conversation because you can create a, a human interaction without being in front of somebody, which in a virtual environment is so important. So I use Vidyard every day. My clients use Vidyard every day. It's a fantastic organization and a fantastic product. So go use it. You can do download the free version of Vidyard at vidyard.com forward slash sales gravy. That's vidyard.com forward slash sales gravy. Go check them out and download it and start using video today. Uh, so let's dive into this conversation. Conversation. Michael, thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about you and, and, and Vidyard and your vision. Yes. Uh, thank you, Jeb. I am incredibly excited to be here. Thank you for the, uh, the high level overview. It saves me a lot of, a uh, lot of time and energy in this intro. Um, but yes, my name is Michael Litz. I am the co-founder and CEO of Vidyard. I have always been a huge, huge fan of video as a communication medium as a method of capturing stories, uh, whether those are customer stories, whether those are personal stories, it's an incredibly powerful tool. And you can see how it's impacted our consumer lives, right? The vast majority of the next generation of buyers and sellers are natively experienced with asynchronous video communications via things like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. And so it makes sense that we have the ability to use these things in the professional world. It very much makes sense to the upcoming generations. Um, when I was little, I was given a, uh, a VHS camcorder. Uh, I was six years old. It was like, a, honestly, like a, a rocket launcher that was mounted to my shoulder. And I brought that thing everywhere. And that's kind of how I got my start uh, in video production uh, through high school. I was big into freestyle skiing and uh, I wasn't the most talented skier. So I was often the one behind the lens. Uh, once I got into the university, I used video to explain our design projects. I studied systems design engineering at the University of Waterloo. Um, and uh, once we graduated, my co-founder Devin and I were you know, chatting on a drive from California to Waterloo. And we realized that view communication was a thing for businesses. It was going to become more of a thing for businesses. And we had a unique skill set uh, and a technical understanding of, of products to help these businesses tell their stories. And that's really how we got the business kicked off. And uh, I guess the rest is history to some degree. <laughs> the rest is sort of history. We're still writing it. And, and <laughs> there's an incredible ride coming up, uh, coming up in front of us just in the next few years that I can just see for a business perspective with video. I think you're absolutely right. You captured something that is growing and growing and growing. And you, you, you hit on a, a point here that I want to emphasize is that consumers and we as people are so geared towards the video, right? We consume information that way so much faster. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I think it's like 600 times faster that we process video information versus a text piece of information. And we're using video on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything, every single day. So when you think about the business world, why do you think there's been a lag in the video as a form of professional communication? Yeah, I think that's the 
question. Um, when we started Vidyard in 2010, 2011, there was a massive transformation happening in the sales process in that customers were self-educating themselves more than ever before in history, before they talked to someone in sales. And in a way that highly transformed the sales profession to being you know, less kind of affronting, uh, if I could use that word, to more educational. Um, and the way that transition ultimately got, got triggered, in my opinion, was because of rich forms of medium. That was, you know, white papers, that was uh, websites. And that was this kind of uh, transitionary moment uh, from the buyer's perspective where, you know, we were using technology, uh, we were becoming much more efficient. And so buying became more efficient because of this information readiness and availability. And so what we did is we looked at that and said, okay, that the next milestone, this next transition is ultimately going to be video. Um, but to your point, it's taken a long time for video to become normalized. And I think there's two factors there. One is it's not natural to people, right? Uh, writing content, writing blog posts, et cetera, as I'm sure you know, is a muscle. You have to do it consistently. You have to do it often. And using video and communicating with video and recording videos isn't something that is totally natural to uh, the vast majority, I would say, of the selling world, primarily because of, of what I would call a generational divide. Um, we talked about, you, you mentioned this, and I, I kind of opened with this, this next generation of buyers and sellers is much more comfortable with video than say the generations that came before them, call those generation X and, and, uh, and boomers. And so when we see adoption inside of an organization, it often is happening uh, in the SDR and BDR functions where we see, you know, huge volumes of millennials and Gen Z's where video communication is ultimately more native to them. Now that is the process of using video to tell a story, send it to a prospect. Using a video on your website, you know, I think equally has some headwinds and always did primarily because video is, is complex. It requires a bunch of resources to do it properly, to do it at, at very high quality. And everybody wants the videos on their website to be Super Bowl quality. It's something that I actually call Super Bowl syndrome <laughs> when the reality is the buyer ultimately wants something, something genuine and real. And so our evolution was to equip sellers with tools to tell these stories and make video more easily in a more organic and genuine way via the webcam, via screen recording, to share information readily for those buyers that wanted video as part of that process because of this generational shift that's happening. So my prediction and core belief, in fact, uh, I'm obviously heavily invested in this core belief, is this, that this generational shift makes video more comfortable. Uh, it makes video more common in the enterprise, in, in the professional context, uh, just like it has become in the consumer context. And if there's anything that we can, we can, we can kind of plant a flag on, it's that consumer behaviors always predict future enterprise trends. And the reality is, the same people that are buying, you know, sneakers off of, uh, off of Amazon are the individuals that are also buying software and professional solutions in B2B. And so they demand and, and require the same types of content. I, I like that you point out the, the, uh, the, discomfort that people have with video. I, I, I see this a lot. And, and frankly, from a sales perspective, when I, when I train folks, a lot of that generational divide is, you know, mass statistics, but people can get 
uncomfortable with video, whether they're 24 or whether they're 74, right? It's just so unnatural for us to do that because it's an extension of ourselves. Like there's a, there's a piece of us as sales professionals that we just, we fear rejection. And so when you write a blog article or you write a, a text post, right? You're, you can, you can put yourself behind that text a little bit and it hurts when you, when that doesn't get received well. But a video message, much like a phone call, if I make a phone call to, to, to Michael or if I make a phone call to Tyler Lissard over at Vidyard and he tells me no right into my ear, that emotionally hurts me. It hurts the same way when I send video messages and it's my face. And listen, I thought I was a really good looking guy and then I had to look at myself uh, every day on the camera for like six, you know, six hours a day for the last two years. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. I, I just can't wait to not look at my face today. Um, I send a video message to you guys and you say, you know what? This isn't a right solution for us. And I didn't tell the right story. It emotionally hurts me. But I'm also not an actor. You know, people hear their own voices, they see their own faces and they get uncomfortable with it. And when you don't flex that muscle a lot, you, you just revert back to what you're comfortable with. But what you point out is that, listen, customer behavior, buying behavior predicts the next trend for enterprise uh, sales practices. And people are looking for that human connection. If they know all of the data points before they even walk in the door, well, they're not looking for the rational a decision to be made by you convincing them of the uh, of the data points or the ROI. They're looking for someone to take care of them. They're looking for someone that they can trust that is going to help their business or help their uh, their initiatives or help them understand the next the next level. So we're seeing more and more people using video. Uh, what do you think the the future of video is? In, in, as it relates to the sales profession in the next three to five years, where do you think the most, uh, the most impact is going to happen for a video message in that context? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Something that we obviously spend a lot of time thinking about. Um, I think it's important, you know, I, I'm an engineer, so I always think in terms of first principles, you know, talking through the uncomfort with video and some of the behaviors that have happened over the past two years, and you probably dig into that because I think there's a lot of psychology um, and things that have impacted us. Um, the, the first principles opportunity that we're uh, working inside of is this transformation from field selling to inside selling. And that started happening long before the pandemic, but was accelerated by the pandemic because travel and entertainment budgets uh, went to zero. And when those budgets were traditionally being spent on steak dinners and golf games and, and, you know, sales, executive travel, et cetera, they now got spent on software and solutions to create these human connections. And so in an inside selling context, email, text, these are great tools. So is synchronous video. So is asynchronous video. And so the, I think the common uh, error people make when they're thinking about asynchronous video is that they think about it from the lens of, I'm going to send a webcam recording of just me talking to the prospect. And of course, that's something you can do. That's a very useful and impactful tool, but that's also a very hard starting point because of all the reasons that, that you brought forward. The reality is the easiest video message to send isn't necessarily the prospecting message and isn't the first video message or, or first message you send a prospect. Of course, it is very useful there. Um, but it can be a walkthrough of the customer's website. It can be a walkthrough of their LinkedIn profile. It can be a walkthrough of a sales proposal. It can be a quick introduction to a customer testimonial video that your marketing team has given you access to you uh, via the Vidyard platform. And all of these things can be used to create more personality and human to human connection uh, instead of just sending the email and dropping the link, right? Because to your point, the larger the purchase, the larger the consideration, 
the more people want to have a connection and someone to blame if it goes wrong. And that's, you know, often the role that the sales professional plays. So when we, when we, when we draw that out and we think about the utilization of video in that process, well, first and foremost, the problem we have to solve is making sure that video exists and that functionality exists in every single one of those communication products. So if you're talking to a customer via G suite, via text message, if you're sending them messages via your CRM or your sales acceleration tool, or if you're a customer success manager, sending them a follow-up, you need to have a record a video button or insert video button in that application framework. And that's a big part of our go-to-market strategy, but it also ensures that we're equipping sales reps with the tool and the product everywhere they live. It creates a nice moat for Vidyard, but it also means that the same content that you use repeatedly in your sales process is available to you in every single one of those tools. And that's kind of the next area of innovation. We know that there are videos that get used again and again and again on repeat in the sales process. We know that there's certain types of video that work better than other types of video. So we're spending lots of time thinking about templates, thinking about using artificial intelligence to uh, surface the right video based on the buying signals of that customer. Uh, we're thinking lots and lots about uh, editing and content creation tools that can create richer content experiences. Of course, I mentioned, you know, integrations are ongoing. Uh, how do we interface effectively with synchronous and asynchronous video? For example, if this was a, uh, a recorded, it is a recorded Zoom call um, and you're a Vidyard user, this video, we, we, we launched this product a few months ago, will automatically go into your library. So if you can imagine being in the sales process, you can then follow up with this video recording via your Vidyard branded sharing page and the customer can view and uh, review the call, but also can share it with people that weren't a part of that sales process. And so we think about video as this really intuitive medium that gets created, not just when you click record and open your screen or open your webcam, but also when you're having synchronous meetings, also when you're doing an account review, also when you're reviewing your sales proposal, and uh, also when you're supporting your customer well after the purchase is made. And so it's really about, creating that functionality and that experience wherever that communication exists and making it as easy and as tangible and as flexible as possible for those that are using it. Absolutely. Well, you just, you talked about the strategy, right? Like it's it, in up in the top of the funnel of the process, prospecting video messages obviously are impactful and they make a difference, but there's so many different ways that we can use video messaging to create that human connection from you know, follow-ups to meetings, to uh, making sure that people are accountable to your time, sending it before a, a calendar invite that you have, utilizing for proposals or demos or white papers or walking through people's profiles and just helping them understand you as a human being and that you are there for them. But also at the same time, we're seeing in the, in the last 10 years has been an incredible ex, uh, expansion of consensus buying. So you're right. When, when we think about B2B buyers over the last decade, more and more decision makers are being brought in to well, one, create a, a consensus, but also to have someone to blame and like, you know, divert some of the some of the decisions so that we can have, uh, you know, a, a consensus there that allows, uh, you know, a business to feel like they did more due diligence. And what that requires from a sales perspective is that as a sales professional, I'm no longer just speaking to Michael. Right. I no longer have to just create a relationship with Michael. I have to create a relationship with Michael and and Tyler and and Betty and Mary and Uli and all of these different people. I, I have to create a relationship with them. And video allows me to sort of bridge that gap with efficiently utilizing 
a conversation like this. Like I had this with Michael, but I, it may make sense for me to send that to somebody else on the team just so they can get to know me. And they're more likely to watch a video than they are to read an email. And, and you're hitting something really important here, which is, so on a consensus purchase, you know, Betty, Tyler, Uli, Jab, they probably can't all be on the same call at the same time. And so as a sales rep, you can either try to have the same conversation repeatedly with all of the champions and all of the stakeholders in the process, or you can equip your champion with asynchronous tools, right? And that is emails, that is content, that is recorded videos, right? So this call is being recorded, Betty couldn't make the call. Uh, we can now send Betty this video. And you know, maybe Betty's the challenger in the deal. Um, we're now proving that we're checking the boxes based on the relationship that Jeb has built with the vendor by ensuring that Betty's brought along in that process. And today, you know, we have too many meetings. Everybody has too many meetings. <laughs> and so being able to move things into an asynchronous workflow is incredibly powerful. And that's why asynchronous video is so powerful because we, we tell people this all the time. When you send a video, you're creating a version of yourself that exists in the sales process whenever the buyer wants to interact with it. It's not when you're available. It's when they're available to view it. And you become a clone of yourself. You become a sales rep that never sleeps. That's the power of video. None of that video is one of the, one of the most compelling call actions on the web. And so the frequency of view is there. It builds that relationship. It allows you to create that trust in your process and also allows you to multiply your efforts asynchronously. That's why it's so powerful. The reality is it's, it's a creative tool. It's like a blank sheet of paper and you need to think through the, the creative ways of using it. Uh, you need to really kind of open your mind because it is such a different way of, of selling and communicating in the professional context as we've already discussed. Oh, precisely why I really love that you're saying like, listen, you're creating a version of yourself in the process that people can spend time with in real time, in their real time, even though you're not available, like you are closing the gap between an asynchronous and a synchronous conversation by creating a video that people can go engage with because you are still the human being that you are in that video as you are in a real time conversation. And it, it bridges that gap. We talked a lot about the strategy. So I, I think that, that that there's a lot to uncover there when it comes to when, how, and, and where you should use uh, your, your video messages. But talk about the experience that you guys have working with B2B leaders when they see the results and ROI from utilizing all of the things we just talked about with their sales teams. What are you seeing in the marketplace right now? Yes, great question. So what we're seeing is generally there are, um, let's call it a, a handful to some very big handfuls of users that, that find the product uh, organically, maybe because they were sent a Vidyard video or um, they were looking for a solution, a, a asynchronous video based selling solution, or they heard about us or saw an ad, whatever. They sign up for it, they start using it productively. Often, what that creates is a groundswell of users inside of an account. And often, these range from account executives to uh, solutions consultants, sales engineers, and obviously prospectors, SDR, BDRs. Um, what we generally see is at some point, uh, a manager of a group of individuals says, Hey, I would like to normalize this behavior in my sales process because maybe they've heard from sales gravy, or maybe they've read the virtual selling book and they understand that video messaging is a powerful resource. They've also now got people inside the company already using the product because it's free. It's a product led growth, go to market motion. 
And so we now get validated by two ends from leadership who's saying, Hey, this is interesting. I want to invest in it. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. There's already people using it. Are you being productive? Generally the answer is yes. And so now they want to build a kind of a more facilitated approach that generally becomes a pilot where we come in, we, we, we work with them to launch. We'll bring in partners to help train that organization. Um, and so what we normally see is, is we, we see five users become 100 to 200 users. And this motion kind of self-fulfills to the point where uh, we signed a, uh, a really interesting contract with the financial services business for 7,000 licenses uh, last month. Um, so uh, essentially a wall-to-wall deployment of the product that has a massive um, you know, training and kind of gamification process inside the organization uh, to help people think creatively about the utilization of the product that started with five users that just found the product for free and started to use it. So it really is kind of a double-ended motion. Um, we're also seeing some companies coming to us and saying, you know what, we're actually going to build infrastructure in our workspaces to uh, better support reps and AEs that are sending video messages. I wish I could talk about some of these companies, but I don't know if I have permission. But we're seeing businesses that are building Vidyard rooms where you can book a room for an hour and a half and you can produce a bunch of video content using webcam, using screen recording, et cetera. And there's resources on site to help you think through the utilization and the creativity you can apply to using video. So we're seeing this kind of new motion emerging. It's all about inside selling. Um, and again, organizations that traditionally have spent a bunch of money on travel and entertainment are applying it to these processes. That, that company, that large company I talked about, was spending roughly 10 million a year across this enterprise sales team in travel and entertainment. Now they're spending 5% of that on a bunch of tech enabled solutions, Vidyard included, to optimize those interactions. So that's a big transformation that we've seen over the past two years. And that's driven explosive growth in the free user base and obviously in the paid user base as well. Awesome. Well, I, it makes sense because when you think about the subject matter expertise that sales executives, account executives need to have in the process, right? We have to become trusted advisors. Well, two things you need to be a trusted advisor are trust and advice. I'll give that uh, that credit to Anthony and Arino. <laughs> a piece of that is video, right? How can you connect with somebody and show them that you understand without telling them that you understand? Because people are looking for an example of that. And if you if you book a room, if you have a, a studio or you work from home and you say, yourself up like you have a DSLR camera, you invested in that. The ROI you can get off of just creating a human connection through video is incredibly high. Um, one of the questions that I that I wanted to ask about Vidyard is what are some of the creative ways that you have seen sales professionals utilizing your video platform that maybe is a little bit outside of the norm, but creates results? Yeah, great, great question. Um, I would say the, 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 Easiest one to communicate, and I definitely want to get into some creative uh, use cases. Um, the easiest one to, to communicate, though, is that they're using it throughout the entire process. And so they're, they're using the whiteboard or the phone or the LinkedIn profile of the prospect to grab their attention in their inbox and get them to click play. Then they're uh, getting a meeting booked with that prospect, they're recording the meeting and sending them the recording as a follow-up. When that prospect views it or anyone in the organization views it, that sales rep gets a notification and can follow up. Uh, they're sending quick micro demos of the product that are pre-canned, given to them by their sales engineering, sales enablement, or marketing team. 
um, to equip the customer with kind of just in time information asynchronously as they go through the process. Once they get to a sales order, they are not just sending the sales order. They're sending a description of every single line item in the sales order with justification for why it exists so that the prospect doesn't just go to the bottom line and get sticker shocked, right? Um, they're, once the customer buys, they're following up, sending a congratulations video. They're popping a bottle of champagne. They're thanking the customer personally, asynchronously, so that the customer could share that with their team and get excited about the rollout. Then the CSM is introducing themselves via video and booking that meeting via the Calendly link that's embedded at the end of the video. So the customer can asynchronously pick the time that they want to meet with that customer. It's very easy to do so on and so forth, right? It has to be used across the entire process from pre all the way through to post sale. That's the most creative solution. Um, with respect to some really creative fun things that we've, we've seen, uh, you can use call to actions. And I mentioned having a Calendly link at the end of the video, very creatively in the process. We've seen uh, sales reps building choose your own adventure videos where they're applying a call to action after an introduction to allow the customer to choose what they want to view, whether that be a micro demo, whether that be the AE singing a song for the customer about the customer. We see all sorts <laughs> of really creative use cases there. Even to, you know, simply at the end of the video, adding your Calendly link so that the customer has control of when to book that meeting. Um, the reality is video is this incredibly creative medium. You can sing, you can dance, you can be very serious. Uh, you can use filters. Right. Uh, we have customers that have downloaded the, uh, the snap camera app to their desktop, which they can use to override the video in, in um, the, uh, the video input. And uh, they you know, can wear interesting costumes, um, you know, remove their hair and basically set to all the prospect that they shave their head in hopes that the prospect is going to reach out to them. There's all sorts of fun and engaging things. And it's important to highlight that piece of it because people buying software are human beings as well. And human beings want to be entertained just as much as they want to be educated. And the reality is everybody has their own unique personality, their own sense of humor and video is a way that you can really kind of tailor yourself and position yourself and create that type of experience with your prospects. So the creativity is, is, is really limitless. Um, even to the extent of, you know, uh, the engineer geek in me wants to talk about this, these recurring elements where, you know, um, we've had, uh, uh, sales reps having conversations with themselves using the product, <laughs> using multiple recording situations at the same time, as if one of them is a prospect, one of them isn't dressing up like the prospect. It's all sorts of fun stuff that you can do. That's incredible. I, I love the, the fun video examples because it, it, you're right. It's that, that personality, right? You're missing out on who, who you are as a human being as, as it relates to the other human being on the other side of, of the channel, right? So if you are yeah. only sending texts, whether that's text-based emails or you're just over the phone, right? They're not seeing that personality. They're not seeing you have that conversation with yourself. You, you can ask your, you can ask yourself, questions as the prospect and go ahead and head off some of those objections or, or whatever that looks like. You can use the filters. I uh, met with a guy who had a parrot. He sent video messages with a parrot, which I would never seen before in my life. Teachers right, in, in ed tech, they're, they're selling to uh, mission driven people. And so they dress up like in elf costumes around Christmas and they do fun things that just relate to those, those administrators as mission driven human beings. And it just, it works. It, it works. It yes. works. It works. You just have to practice it. So 
Uh, my last question yeah. for you is, uh, you know, looking at uh, looking at the the next couple of years, where I think the video has so much possibility, just from a creative side, but also just from a use case side. Uh, you guys are a, a an industry leader in this. You're looking at uh, at sales leaders across the world, and there are many people many people who tell me like, listen, Jeb, we will never use video. Our customers don't like it. We don't like it. We're not comfortable with it. What would you just final thoughts say to that audience to, to help them understand why it's so valuable going forward? Yeah. I mean, a couple of things, right? The beautiful thing about asynchronous video is that you have a redo button, right? Your sales team gets into a boardroom with a customer. There is no redo button, right? The next one is every buyer knows that 99% of the text they get in their inbox from a sales organization is automated. It's part of a sequence. It's part of a marketing automation solution. It's not designed or tailored specifically for them. There's a human on the other side that's clicking a send button, but that human or that organization isn't really displaying the care that they actually have for the customer by running that type of process. They're being cost centric, not solution centric. A video obviously shows that you have people that care about the customer success and gives you the optionality and the opportunity to showcase that. And so in a world where things are increasingly becoming automated, using video allows you to create those connections. Um, Obviously we've already talked about this, but your sales team has the ability to essentially clone themselves with asynchronous video, right? Put messages in the inbox of clients that those, those clients can experience when their sales reps are sleeping, right? There's so many benefits uh, to this product. And again, as we discussed at the beginning of this podcast, the generation of buyers that are coming up through the organization that have real budgets has a preference, a notable preference that's been proven statistically by YouTube data, by TikTok data, by Instagram data for video in the process. They don't want to talk to sellers live. They want to have asynchronous experiences. Work-life balance is incredibly important. And the only way to achieve that is asynchronously. So, I mean, that was probably three or four points that are all about the buyer, not about the seller. Um, that I think speak to the power of video. And I think real customer centric organizations, organizations that care about their customers outcome more than their own understand that video is the best way to get there. And it's not the only way, but it is a very important tool in the kit and the organizations that are using it are definitely out achieving the organizations who are And uh, we've got the data to prove it. We'd love to have those conversations. Um, Inevitably though, Jeb, you know, those sales leaders that aren't comfortable with video or don't feel like their buyers want to see it, they, you know, will inevitably at some point retire and be replaced by someone who does believe in it. And so, you know, uh, our opportunity in our market gets better every single month, every single year. And as inside sales becomes the primary method of, of, of how sales organizations interact with their customers, uh, video is inevitably going to be a core part of that toolkit. And my job as a CEO of Vidyard is to make sure that Vidyard is the product that everybody uses. I love it. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Where can we find out more about Vidyard and where can people go find your product? Yeah. yeah Vidyard.com uh, forward slash sales gravy is a great, great <laughs> spot. You can, uh, you can download the product for free. Uh, it's free forever. Uh, you can use it to send videos to prospects. 
Um, there's a, a free trial so you could experiment with some pro features. If you're a sales leader, you know, I'd say try it yourself, try it to uh, communicate internally with your sales organization, share information, share deal wins. If you're working asynchronously remote distributed, it's a great way to communicate with your team. Um, there's nothing stopping you from using it. And if you like the premium set of features, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about how to ensure your sales team gets the most out of the product. Michael, thank you so much. Again, go check out vidyard.com forward slash sales gravy. That's vidyard.com forward slash sales gravy. Go check out that free version. It's great. It allows you to close that gap. And then also check out outboundconference.com. Outbound Conference is in September of this year. It's a learning conference. It's got the biggest, baddest speakers and sales and sales enablement. And you guys are going to be able to experience a, a, a community of, of sales professionals who want to up, uh, up their skills, up their experience, their buyer experience, and make sure that they have sharpened their swords to the fullest and take on the next year of sales with the, with the most excitement they possibly can, utilizing tools just like video messaging. So go check out vidyard.com for sales gravy. Michael, thank you so much for uh, for being on the Sales Gravy podcast and we'll catch you guys next time.